The following program was produced by a community producer. Good evening, Malden. Welcome to 02148. My name is Mike Sharon. I'm the host for the evening. Happy summer. Happy summer solstice that occurred at 10.57 a.m. this morning. And uh, we're off and running with another great summer here in 2023. Um, so glad to be here tonight. I'm very excited about my guest, who's an old friend. He is also uh, in charge of all the special projects for an organization called Gotham Whale, which happens to be an organization his dad founded. Without further ado, my old friend, welcome Paul Seaswerter. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Good to see you, Paul. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, you know, here to just tell you a little bit about uh, what, you know, I've been working on with uh, my dad's nonprofit. And um, as you know, you came to the event we had over at the Regent Theater. And um, we're going to show you a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get to that. It <laughs> okay. was a great event, the Regent Theater. We got some, uh, your, your people put together a beautiful little video of the day and yep. the event. And it was very well done. And we got some uh, clips of that. But uh, let's not rush into things. You okay. and I have our own little history here. Yes, we do. Uh, right here down at, uh, well, it was Malden Access TV, yep. formerly known as Malden Access TV, now, of course, Urban Media Arts, UMA. Um, but you and I both, uh, of course, we grew up in Malden. Grew up in other. Malden. Uh, went to, I went to Glenwood with, uh, with your brother, Mark, uh, good friends with him, and yep. um, also, Dave Young. We were we were a threesome and three stooges, more or less, back then. Yes, still, still, still. <laughs> so we're all getting a little older, but uh, yeah. So the um, the the thing that we did was that digital media uh, here, that class that got us in, involved in um, what I, I want to get involved in is movies, and now you're doing this thing here, and it's uh, really taken off, and I, I enjoy it. That's right, and that's um, as we were talking a little bit before the show. That was. When I started getting involved down here, you know, you look at your different classes and production and, and of course, a digital... Uh, storytelling. Storytelling, yes, yes. I can't remember the project that I did. Do you remember actually? I, I, it's funny. Uh, I do remember it, and I just showed it to my uh, cousins from Arizona, and it's more or less... Um, showing what my grandmother did when she uh, used to write, and I did a lot of pictures, and um, they were blown away by it. It's just like a, a little 
storytelling about what my grandmother did back in the day. That's with, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Very I, family oriented. I um, called it. Um, uh, what was the, what was the name of it? Um, Visions of Love or something like that. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Now what comes to mind, mine was a, actually a collage of the Three Stooges. <laughs> maybe why I, maybe why I, I forgot about mine. But yours was very, uh, yeah. very moving. Um, lot to talk about tonight. It's great to see you. Uh, obviously, that's very sharp-looking jersey you have on there. Yeah, Gotham we, Whale. we have some Gotham Whale swag, and I actually brought you a T-shirt. Oh, my goodness. So it's a Gotham Whale T-shirt. And what we do on the Gotham Whale T-shirts and the Gotham Whale merchandise is um, we have different people wear them in different places, and if they take a picture of it and send it to us, we um, we put it on our website saying there was a Gotham Whale sighting in such and such a place. So if you go to Timbuktu or the pyramid, anywhere in the, anywhere world. In the I, world, yeah, okay. we have we have people up in um, Alaska wearing them, and you know in the in the deserts. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. It's fantastic. And then uh, you know this is a Gotham Whale hat that we got the. Uh, the Malden support from uh, Dave Russo. Dave Russo, Dave old Rus friend Dave Russo. Dave Russo on the road. He did a comedy show for us over there at uh, Pearl Street. And, um, love the support from Malden. Fantastic. So uh, you did put on uh, an event at the Regent Theater uh, with this movie that was a long time in the making, or documentary, I should say. But before we get into that, could you tell us a little bit about uh, Gotham Whale and what they're... So, the mission is. so the mission is it's uh, it's it's called it's based off of um, citizen science. So it's anybody can be a um, an avenue of information nowadays with their f cell phones or any type of picture taking. When you go out on a whale watch, if you take a picture and give it to the Gotham whales uh, researchers. We can identify the whales yeah. by their flukes. So, so their flukes are, you know, almost like a thumbprint. And so we go, look through our catalog and we say, okay, this is a new sighting or it's a um, reoccurring. And we can track the whales that are in the, uh, in the waters and understand what's happening with those uh, creatures. Fascinating. And, of course, this organization... Founded by your dad? Founded by my dad, um, similar to uh, what's going on up here in the um, in the Cape with you know great white sharks. Yes. Um, the in the movie uh, Ocean's Angels, uh, my father's segment is called "It's Finally a Good News Story," and so that good news story is back in the '70s when the um, the Clean Water Act was um, being in, in instituted. It gave the riverways and the waters a time to clean up. And so now the food sources are coming back into those areas, which is bringing in the animals. So my father, when he was retired, he started a seal watching um, tours. And then with the seal- Up here? No, this was in New York. Oh, it was this in New York. is in okay. Staten Island. So okay. he, his career started um, up here in Boston at the New England Aquarium. Yep. Then he went down to the New York Aquarium in Coney Island. And then in his retirement, he started this seal watching and bird watching type of thing, almost like the Audubon Society, to wow. understand what was going on out in the uh, out in the waters of New York. And lo and behold, whales started showing up, and he got the idea to say someone should be tracking this, and that's how Gotham Whale became um, a research-based um, organization, and he has the idea, similar to the Audubon Society, when people are out in, in nature, they can 
put it into a catalog and say, okay, this is what's happening. And, and, wow. and so science can be based off of that. So it's a data collection type of thing. So, um, must have been, I mean, in some sense, it was wonderful for your dad. Yes. Oh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's better than golf, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you grow up around this, the, the marine life, the I fishing? I did grow up around this on the sidelines of my father's career. And um, as I've said in a couple of different podcasts, it's um, I've always skated on the sidelines. I've never really been enveloped in it. I always did my, uh, you know, building and, um, you know, worked sure. in different avenues. But now I'm getting back into, you know, my father's career, which is understanding what's happening in the oceans and how we can make things better. And he started as a volunteer at the New England Aquarium when it just opened. So that was on the heels of uh, getting inspired by Jacques Cousteau. Wow. Yeah. So Jacques Cousteau had a big imprint on his career change. He did. Uh, so as my father says it, back in that time, it was the time of exploration. Yeah. And so, you know, people were going to the moon. They were exploring space, and they were exploring under under SeaWorld so with Jacques Cousteau, and the, you know, um, National Geographic's type of stuff that he was inspired by, and um, the the mathematics and all the stuff to go to space. He opted for the oceans. Fantastic. Well, again, I mentioned that you had the big event, the Regent Theater. I guess it was about a month ago, which I attended. It was uh, thank as you I so told much, you, Paul. It was uh, it was. Uh, it was really nicely done yep. and very educational and, and very family-oriented, and it was uh, an impressive presentation. And we have, um, and your people put together a video of that day that we're going to show a little bit about. But before I get to that, if you could tell us uh, a little bit about the film itself, the documentary, and what it took to, how did it all come about? So it's a, it's a long story. I'll try to condense it. Condense it. So... Um, there's a man, Rand Levy uh, Yamamore, and he's from Israel. And when I met him, this was this past October. I had no idea about this film. My father just said, I have to meet this guy. He did an interview of me, and we're going to meet him for coffee. And he was in from Israel, and I met this little old man from Israel, and he was, he inspired me and told me all about my father, who's sitting right next to me, and he looked at him in a light that put him in as an angel. And he said, I made this movie, it's Ocean's Angels, it's him, Roger Payne, and this woman that plays the violin to Seals. Mm -hmm. And I was just taken aback and saying, I need to work on this and get this shown. So uh, since October to May 21st, my birthday, that's when uh, that all came to fruition. Incredible. Yes. Um, and again, it, the big showing was, and now you have plans to, to show I have, this elsewhere? I have big plans, and I'm in the midst of trying to do it appropriately. And, you know, um, you know whether I'm showing it to schools or, you know, uh, I met uh, a boat, the Stand Amsterdam, that was interested in playing it on their voyages. Um, it's, a lot of things are happening quick, and I just don't want to just spread it out there too fast. I just want to do it diplomatically and, um, you know, do it creatively. The, sh the film is called Ocean Angels? Ocean's Angels, yes. And uh, you put together a little uh, uh, preview, actually, of, of that event at the Regent Theater, which was wonderful. Uh, Stephanie, we got it in two parts, so we'll show you the first part. Do you have that ready, Steph?
Here to tell you about Gotham Whale and how this film came to fruition. Um, and it's been a eight month ordeal as far as um, putting this together from the vision of uh, Rand Levy Yamamori. And uh, it's a film about people taking their passion to a new level and getting people inspired to follow their lead. And it's up to artists of the world to do it well because artists can express emotions and emotions are what get people to act and acting is what is totally needed now. Rand Levy did a documentary on three different segments of uh, people and he calls them ocean angels. Uh, my father being one of them, uh, Paul Seaswer, the founder of Gotham Whale. And um, we are here to show you this film that incorporates music, it incorporates uh, passion and vision that people see that others don't, and we're looking for them to follow their lead. PEC, People Empowering Change, and that's what uh, the motto of this uh, film is about, is people that are taking the initiative to make change. The message to me is that we can change, right? We can change and we can stop killing whales. We can stop shooting seals. We can recover the rivers and the, and the ecosystem. We can bring back humpback whales. So we can be the change. All right, so that's the first part uh, of that beautiful day that Paul put on with his dad. Uh, the, the documentary is called Ocean Angels, and um, the industry suffered a, a, a pretty big loss, as we saw uh, speaking there at the beginning. Could you talk about uh, Roger Payne? So Roger Payne, <coughs> he, he was the gentleman who did the recording of the Song of the Humpback. So basically, he recorded humpback whales singing. And he the first to do this? The first to do this wow. back in the uh, late 60s. And he recorded that, and then he put it on an album, and that album went platinum. <laughs> so this was, <clears throat> excuse me, he, um, he was inspired by, um, unfortunately, a devastation that he saw with whales. And he was one person that said, I need to do something. And what he did was he got a lot of people inspired by his work by recording humpback whales, knowing more about them, what they do, how they communicate, and people said, we need to do something, and they just followed his lead. And that was what inspired me when I met that gentleman, Rand Levy, when he told me that Roger was in this film with my father. Wow. I was very inspired by that as well. And did you ever get a chance to meet Roger? I didn't get a chance to meet him. Unfortunately, he was dealing with some health issues, and he wasn't be able to engage in, in this project with me. I did talk to him a couple times uh, about our ventures, and I think um, this was his last interview, unfortunately. He passed on the 10th of uh, June. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. um, so we did, you know, we had a tragic loss there, but uh, he, as he said, when I had talked to him, he said, I've had a good run. All I want is laughs now, you know. So he's he's very uh, content with what he was facing and um, just a great man. Well, rest in peace. He certainly was Amen. a pioneer in this industry. And let, let's let's speak about that. That 
the recording of the humpback whales yep was an album yes now what did that if you know well i mean what did that tell us about whales at the time that we didn't know that they communicated okay and so then they have what he noticed was songs and they repeated themselves wow and so you know that was their form of communication and he was fortunate to be able to get it on um a, i don't know if it's a seismic or some sort of recording, recording. device and um he has it captured and you know it's been in movies it's been in a lot of different things and um it's amazing incredible it really is um so a big part of this day paula and i said to this uh, the way you presented it and just knowing you and who you are was was about family yes certainly uh, uh very close to your dad who was there um but but it wasn't to you it's about your whole family and, and especially your kids it it's uh, about generations and you know um my father his career i want to memorialize for my kids and for other kids and so i want to try to inspire at least my family unit and any other ones that touch it with the aspect of saying get involved in something you know my father started off as a volunteer it's such a great way to understand your direction on your passion and that's what i want to instill in my kids uh canon emery and little paul right well uh you certainly you demonstrated that that day and in fact one of the um very touching moments that day was when your dad i don't know if he was planning to speak but uh he, uh, you handed him the microphone, and, and we, have, we have that clip. Steph, do you have the second piece? Sit back, and I'll tell you what to do. Uh, I never thought that I would be on a billboard with Roger Payne as an angel. Um, I don't think anyone usually thinks of me as an angel, but even Barney probably doesn't put them in that category, but I'll take it. So I want to thank everybody for coming, and this was really great for me. Thank you so much. His career started back in the 70s, but Jacques Cousteau, and my father followed that, um, that passion that Jacques Cousteau had for the ocean and, and ended up starting as a volunteer at the aquarium. And um, took his career down to New York and founded Gotham Whale after his retirement. So um, really proud of him, and I'm really thankful that you guys came to share this with me. There it is. I got to tell you, not a dry eye in the house, as they say. Very emotional moment. Uh, it was. And, um, I was very pleased. And, uh, you know, I hope people notice in the front of that uh, clip, Jonathan Caruso was the gentleman who put this clip together. And um, okay. by happenstance, uh, I've worked with him in the past with uh, another project. And I asked him about this, and he jumped right on board. And as Roger says, and this is kind of the theme that I'm going with, is... Um, it's up to artists, and artists can really make statements. And um, as Jonathan said, he captured some of the best footage at that day in his, you know, that he's ever done before. And I was very pleased that he got the message that I was trying to portray, and that that really made made the 
the little clip and made his artistry. Hit. His artistry right. came, came to came to the surface, and again, it, it, obviously, it shows shows uh, in a great light. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was very beautifully done. I can only imagine, Paul. You, the more you got involved with this and collaborated, and it just it evolved. It 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 came together. Um, by God's grace, it was just something that needed to happen, and now uh, I'm very pleased that I have it, um, you know, for my kids for generations, and this is like a teaching tool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, good stuff. And by the way, it was, uh, I, it was, I don't know if you did this intentionally, but, you know, you, you, it was your birthday, right? I did it do it intentionally. Yes. and yeah. um, That's what it, hooked me in. It was, it was, it was... Um, Osmosis. It, it, it was date was available. Um, it was a matinee, and I thought it would work very well on the fact that I could get guilt, guilt people to come. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it worked. Um, and you got together with a few friends after. Actually, we got a few pictures of that. Stephanie, do you have those pictures? You could just uh, run them one after the other. There is uh, Joey, Joey Voices. Yeah, Joey Voices, and uh, that is Jim Brescia. He's a Maldonian as well. Uh, is Paul Solano, Paul my, Solano, yeah, Paul my, Ponders, Paul Ponders, PSNL Marketing. He's been my uh, my it's my rock. And there's dad Dave, and Youngy. Dave Young came out uh, again. I guilted everybody out to this uh, this event, and I really was uh, glad that they came. There's me and Dad in front of the uh, marquee. Yeah. And I uh, I do have my beard. I was going for the salty That's salty right. dog look. That's right. Old Man in the Sea. Yeah. There's another. I think I grabbed that one off your that one, Facebook page. That one is uh, a great one because that one is at the Explorers Club, which uh, my father's trying to get me in a, as an explorer well, yeah, like down, down in, the, in New York. And that's uh, something that I'm, I'm, I'm moving towards. That's a polar bear in the back. And, of course, it was your – do we have – What? Do we have – Didn't you have a cake? I had a cake. I had a cake. Uh, Paul Solano brought me a cake, yeah. and, and um, the birthday was uh, – uh, uh, Again, I couldn't ask for anything better. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, it was a great day. Um, well done, Paul. Um, talk about that, the Explorers Club. Uh, the Explorers Club, that, um, that was the, the weekend that I did meet Rand Levy, and I met another couple uh, from New York that came up um, for this uh, showing. And that, that just shows you the, uh, the amount of interest that people have that they got in the car and drove up uh five hours to come to this event um another another gentleman zach uh cliver come come from from maine to uh be on the stage with me and and help me through the um the presentation and talked about uh ropeless uh lobster traps and and some of the stuff some of the stuff that's he he's got a history yes yeah and uh, looking to onboard him with the uh organization and uh very very pleased with his uh input yeah uh, you had live entertainment too. I, we, I, live entertainment. If I didn't mention that. I'm beginning. glad you did, yeah. and um, very pleased with Alan Arena, very close friend of mine for a long time. I met him at uh, Walden Pond when I was training oh, for oh, for a triathlon, yeah. and um, he is a true inspiration as well, um, lyrically and musically. Uh, he takes care of his wife. Um, another again. I love love this guy. He's just into so many things. He came up and donated his time and said, "Don't worry about a thing. We'll take care of it." And he sang sang some great songs. Yeah, he did. He was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set the tone. It was a great uh, opening uh, act. He was very good. Nice job. Um, well, why don't we take a minute to? How could people when we're scrolling uh, the website? 
uh, Gotham Whale, if they wanted to get involved, be it monetarily, uh, other ways, what would they do? They would go to our website, GothamWhale.org, and um, what I've been trying to tell everybody, and this is even family members that just came in from uh, New Hampshire and uh, Arizona and spent Father's Day, um, sign up for a membership. You know, um, and a lot of people have been very generous and 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 giving money and buying merch and stuff like that. But um, to get involved and understand what's happening with the um, the newsletter, which my father calls the GAM, and that's an old term that uh, sailors used to use for getting their information. Oh. And so um, in the GAM, we'll just tell you all the all the ongoings of what Gotham Whale is up to. It will let you know about you know events that we're planning. Um, planning a lot of showings of Ocean's Angels and some other entertainment things to tie in the arts, which I'm very, um, very intrigued by. With that's what Roger Payne was saying. It's to get these artists to speak the message to other people, to get people involved to act. Well, that's going to be the hook. That's no the hook. Intended, right? Exactly. Get, you know, people are sharing their talents in a creative way. Speak to the, the violinist there. I thought that was... Uh... So the violinist, and again, that's the, the, the trilogy that really got me uh, when I met Rand Levy, is Roger Payne, big name in Wales. And then when he told me about the uh, woman playing violin to seals, um, some people know this, some people don't. I had a seal in my bathtub. And so... <laughs> This is, I was going to close with that story. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get to it. But um, the seals, uh, the whales, and the, the arts, and my dad's story, it's, it's finally a good news story. It's bringing everything to, uh, to fruition. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, we're, now, I th I threw now, you now we got to talk about this. No, you guys got many, many stories. Many Your stories. Just hundreds and hundreds of stories. Um, have you tra talk a little bit about? Have you traveled with this explorers group? Have you? I haven't traveled with the explorers group, but I've I've had some travels, and you know I think I have some great stories that you know would spawn off onto you know yeah. hours of uh, you know tape. But um, I'm very fortunate to be able to uh, you know have a dive career that started at the um, at the aquarium at age 15. You know on the heels of my father's career and collecting fish for the New England Aquarium, going on collecting trips with my dad and, and things like that. And I've always been on the sidelines just dipping into different trips. Anytime there's a trip, I'm, I'm on board. No pun intended. <laughs> um, you talked about showing this, this great film. Um, is there a distribution strategy in place? Uh, there is a distribution strategy as we're working it through. So I have some... You know, people like Paul Solano has helped me sure. with this, um, with PSNL Marketing. Um, I have some other people that uh, know the business and know, you know, copyright stuff and all yeah. those things yeah. that I have to be very cognizant of. Sure. And um, I'm looking to roll it out this summer, looking for an event in New York is my, my primary goal sometime, you know, probably in the in the fall. Um, but in the interim, I, I would like to show it again up here in Boston because it was a good reception at the Arlington Theater. Sure. Yeah, maybe go up on the North Shore there. There's um, Cabot. Cabot. Uh, I've been talking with um, there's the Anchor in Boston, which is um, a, a nice little uh, venue right down there in uh, Charlestown Navy Yard. Oh, yeah. So that's something I'm working on. Uh, nothing solidified yet, but as soon as it is, I would put it on the website or social media to let people know. But that's something uh, in the short future that I'm 
Very good, very good. So you spoke a little bit about how this is so generational and, and what it meant to you to be up there and to be able to share this with your... You have three boys. Three boys, yep. Um, 12, 11, and 6. Are they receptive to this? Are they... Um, how they take all this? They're different boys. Ages. They're different ages. Yeah, they're yeah. boys. They're finding themselves, and I think they're probably in the same uh, caliber that I was back then and not really too intrigued by it, but sure. I think I'm, I'm, I'm laying the message down, and I think they're... Uh, eventually get it and you know I'm trying to lead by example and I think that's going to happen uh, sooner than later planting those seeds yes right, yep um, good stuff well you, you mentioned we're going to talk about the seal in the bathtub <laughs> a little later but I was listening to you you made the podcast uh, tour right You've yes been on about two yep. or three podcasts I've last. been on a podcast here with Josephine uh, Royale with your dad with my dad yeah. and um, that's the the uh, tempo that's been happening me and my dad have been hitting a lot of podcasts um, we were on uh, Paul Solano's podcast which is Paul uh, Ponders Paul Ponders yes. uh, fantastic and um, another one, which is my buddy Chris Morin, and he's a Dorchester native, and uh, he has a front stairs talks, is what he calls it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's like sitting on, sitting on the stoop and just shooting, Hanging the, out. shooting yeah. the breeze. That's what we're doing here, right? Exactly. In the studio. Um, well, I was listening. I actually listened to, to when you went on Paul's podcast, Paul mm -hmm. Ponders. By the way, three Pauls. That has to be a first yeah. for podcasts, I right? think so. I think so. Try Paul. Yeah. Um, and one of the stories your dad, and you could just tell he had so many stories, right? He yep. could, you could go back and do three or four hours, but he mentioned, it was local, and it reminded me where I spent my summers up in uh, Hummerock Village in Situate. Yes. And there was a story about a Situate sea serpent that I wonder if you were familiar with? I was very familiar with. I was actually front and center where, you know, my dad, just starting out his career, uh, was a point guard for um, stuff that washed up on the, the beach. And they'd call He was it, at the aquarium? He was at, at the aquarium. And then yeah. he um, got the call saying, you know, go down and check this out. And uh, the media took a big uh, spin on it because it was very disformed and nobody knew what it was so they were um calling it a sea monster something that had <laughs> never been you know uh, identified, identified or, and yeah. and they wanted somebody from the aquarium because they're supposed to know what's going on so um they called my dad very young in his career um but he knows his stuff and they there was another gentleman and his name is uh Edward Rose Snow, and uh, he is a scientist, and he was in folklore type of things, and he was saying that it was a sea serpent, and that like anybody who thought it was what my father thought it was was a Baskin shark. My, Whoa, fa my okay. father, in his um, his knowledge, said, you know, to me it looks like you know it might be, and there's a word cartilaginous, sorry, it's cartilage. Okay. And he saw the cartilage, so he thought it might be shark-based. And um, later on, they found out that it was. And the, the other guy, Edward Rose Snow, um, didn't know what he was talking about. And so, you know, my father and him kind of got into a media war. Uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was... Seriously? It, to a degree. Yeah. It was like yeah. uh, that guy was throwing my father under the bus saying, anybody who calls this thing a shark is basically got his... Head, head in yeah. different places. So, uh, and 
sure enough, my dad was right. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Vindicated. <laughs> yes. I know. I did. That's one small detail. I remember him saying that. Just he said, "Just give me the head, and you can keep the well, rest." Well, he he. Um, that was a fun, I mean, that was, was a funny me. story too. And I, I was, I think, maybe six, five, six years old. And um, while they were, you know, getting the samples, right. my father just took out a big ke- kitchen knife and cut the head off, and he he held it up and. Um, all these college students were cheering because there was a bunch of college students down there trying to figure out what it was. So my father thought he was like, you know, holding up the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and can you imagine yes. this day and age with social media? No, no. Right? Yes. That he'd, he'd be a, you yeah, know, he, hashtag, he'd be a celebrity. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, funny. Time, times are different. Yes. For sure. Speaking of stories, and funny you should mention the Stanley Cup. Yes. Because there's also a great hockey story that I will let you tell. Okay. And it, it's of great interest here in the Boston area, <laughs> one of our own legends, but uh, please. Okay, so the story goes, um, I've been trying to uh, rejuvenate um, a, a relationship with Bobby Orr. And so when my father was at the aquarium, he toured Bobby Orr around uh, the the behind the scenes and gave him a nice tour. So Bobby, uh, being so gracious that he is, and um, he wrote, he typed, written a letter to my father, and I had it up in my attic, and I found it, and I read it, and it said, I can almost say it verbatim, Mr. Seasworth, thank you so much. Uh, my wife and kids had such a great time, very knowledgeable. Thank you. If there's anything in the future that I can do for you, please reach out. This is going back some 30 years, so I says, I'm on the internet pumping away uh, <laughs> different emails to, uh, you know, his websites, anything that yeah. uh, I could get his attention. And uh, by happenstance, a friend of mine knows somebody that knows him and then reached out and got a call from Bobby Orr saying, you know, I understand you're trying to get in touch with me. Your father uh, is doing uh, doing some health issues i'd yeah. like to have that's reach incredible out. i'd like to reach out to him say hello and uh taken aback and so i i laid it up for my father as a surprise but before we get can i just interrupt sure. because i know because when you got the call you weren't expecting the call i was not expecting uh, 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 it having maybe the best day i was not having a best day and i was having a bad day and i answered the phone that said no caller id and I answer it like I answer all my no-color IDs, <laughs> like a solar uh, salesman saying, who's this? And uh, is this Paul? Correct, yes, yeah. it is. Uh, and I kind of snapped at him. Uh, who's this? You, sna- you snapped. I snapped at Bobby, at Bobby Orr, Orr. And then okay. he told me it's Bobby Orr. And I said, oh, <laughs> Bobby, how are you? And um, he went into the, I'd like to get in touch with your father. I'd like to make this happen. And he's saying, um, does he do, you know, video calls? I'm like, oh, that would be great, you know. <laughs> so he's telling me all this. And then I hang up the phone and gave him a timeline. He said he was going to call. And he, sure enough, he called. But in the interim, I called my father to say, don't miss this call. It's going to come in as a no-caller ID. I queued it up that it was going to be Roger Payne, another, you know, famous person. Sure, we spoke so, up, yeah. So I said, don't missed this call he's going to call you and talk to you about the film oceans angels and so (laughs) he picked up the phone and was talking to roger payne for a good 15 minutes but it was actually 
Bobby Orr. And so, <laughs> so Bobby Orr was talking like, you know, about old times and my father and his, um, not realizing it, the video call didn't happen. Uh, it was just all audio and he, um, swinging a miss <laughs> and so he uh, thought it was Roger Payne. He, he thought it was r- the whole time, but you know, so then my father called me back at, um, it's 10 45 in the morning, all excited saying, PJ, he called me, you know, I, I, I talked to him. We talked about this. We <laughs> talked about that. He says, but it was, it was strange. He said he was Bobby Orr. <laughs> and I says, Dad, that was Bobby Orr. He says, you're kidding me. How did you get Bobby Orr to call me? I said, never mind that. How would you go through the whole conversation not knowing you were talking to Bobby Orr? And so, and so Bobby didn't really bust it up? Did, didn't bust it up. He, you know, he just thought he was talking to a crazy person, which, uh, you know, in hindsight... Uh, so yeah, so that story. was great. And then follow up to that story is uh, Bobby did. Uh, we sent him some swag and sent him an apology. My father said, "I'm sorry, you know, I was uh, out of my mind that day." <laughs> um, sent him, uh, you know, Bobby ended up sending him a book and saying it was very nice talking to you. So we, wow, we had his address, so we sent him some swag, and he ended up calling back again. So to just reiterate, you know, thanks again. So we talked to Bobby or twice. He called twice. Yes, sir. Yeah, this yes, time. Sir. This time it was on point. We knew point. it was Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> this time it was on point. Oh, my God. What a thrill. What yeah. a story. And Bobby, again, as I tell this story, everybody has a Bobby or story, and they're all positive. I was going to say, can you, how nice that sounds, but there's thousands and thousands of stories where Bobby probably he's, did that. he flies Definitely. under the radar he's he's yeah. not looking for recognition yeah. he's just a, oh, a very uh, humblest humble can't ask for a better human legend yep. right yep um that is a great story you know <laughs> love it uh do you play hockey I haven't played hockey in quite you, some time now. No, no, no. Those, uh, those days are over. Those days are over. The kids involved they're in into sports. Ba- they're into basketball. Okay, good. They're all into yeah. basketball. They're, um, you know, the the rec league down there at Quartermore Lee is such a nice time. Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. They're running you ragged. No, no, no. no. You can keep up with them. I trying to anyway. <laughs> 57 so <laughs> well when i saw you with the beard and everything you look a little run down i am getting run down they uh they're running me down but i'm loving every minute of it uh that is that is a great story um man it's just great to have you down here we get we get we got a ways to go but uh, it's just been a real nice pleasure treat to have you down here yeah. um let's tell the folks again they can go to gothamwhale.org gothamwhale.org you can get involved you know we have uh, a lot of social media presence on facebook um the instagram stuff that you know i don't really know too much about but we're always posting um different pictures of the sightings down in new york and looking to you know bring gotham wheel right up the coast all the way up to maine and you know maybe we might get a satellite office up here because you know that's where i'm at and i'm trying to get these special events and people involved yeah and, and artists and right? artists yeah. music and, and yep. spoken word or whatever whatever your gift is poetry and, yeah. and, and that's um another thing that i say to people that want to volunteer and give their efforts to an organization is your skills are your skills and you can bring them whether it's um, writing whether it's media presence law degrees 
nonprofits need all these things. Yeah. And so there's there's always an avenue to help an organization that you, you know, find that you want to back and you just bring your talents into it and the rest falls into place. Uh, and uh, the, the nice thing that I, I imagine happened is all the time that, that you've been spending with your dad. That's uh, another home run. Um, yeah. I just spent, um, it was last weekend, we were here, there was an event at the uh, Mystic Side Opera House. Yes. And again, the arts pulling into uh, Malden and Gotham Whale really came together with Mackenzie um, Lee Clement, played the piano she's an artist who was on the voice and she was right here in the 02148 and um brought my family from arizona new hampshire it was fabulous to just uh listen to her music and they have the same premise um mystic side opera house right here in malden bringing the arts in and tying in community and it's fabulous Great event. Yeah, yes. you posted a lot about that the, uh, the other day. That led Was that the night before Father's Day? It was the night before Father's Day, yeah. that Saturday night. Yep. And you had a good day? Then Fabulous. I mean, all this time with Dad is um, precious and, and, and really soaking it up and loving every minute of it. Good. Yeah, time is precious, as we all know, Paul. Good stuff, family-oriented. Um, again, check out GothamWhale.org. Uh, well, let's just jump into this thing. Tell us, you got a few stories, but you, you teased the audience. I'm sorry. You teased the audience a little earlier about having a seal in your bathtub that's known to quite a few people here locally, but so uh, let's yeah. tell that one. So that one is, um, I was 10 years old, and my dad uh, was, like said earlier, about the, uh, the go-to person for things that wash up on the beach. And there were some seal pups that washed up uh, without any mother or anyone to care for, it, for them. There was probably, like I think, four, four to five different seal pups that uh, washed up on the beach. And the aquarium were main caretakers to those animals to nurse them back to their health, feed them. And the thing that was happening was people had to come in early, leave late. It was getting too much for them. So back in those days, um, I've, I don't know if, who made the decision, but um, I think it was my dad said, let's just take these things home and, you know, feed them, feed them at home. And so, <laughs> so that, that times were different now. Like you said, we would have a uh, different uh, presence in, in, in the media now, bringing animals into, into Malden like that. But uh, I, he brought it home on my 10th birthday, and I had a birthday party, and he brought a Tupperware uh, bin with a seal in it, and it was better than a pony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had a great time. How old were you? Ten. I was ten years yeah, old. Yeah. yeah. So Youngy and all the other guys that were down there were just like playing with the seal. Uh, cars would drive by and look, do the double takes and thinking it was a dog with no legs. And um, he stayed, or she stayed in our uh, bathtub in our home for about five weeks until it went back into the aquarium. It what was, an experience! Was part of the exhibit. Yeah. So, it, and the story goes, I'm sorry to keep going, but uh, uh, yeah, no, so it, it, that seal was in the exhibit with another famous seal, Hoover the Talking Seal. <laughs> so, so a lot of Bostonians, if you're in the know, knows that there was a seal that um, 
would mimic different um, different sayings as as it was in the uh, exhibit. You would yell to it and say his name was Hoover, and he would say, "Hey, hey, Hoover, hey, get out of there!" And so, there's look it up on the internet. You'll hear it. Really, for God's honest truth. So. They're like parrots. I guess they, you know, they, they mimic what's what's happening. Seriously? Yep, yep. And so all the drunks would go down there and say, hey, hey, seal. And so the seal would talk back. Like a parrot. Like a parrot. Yes, we have that So Cecil and Hoover mated. They had offspring. Wait a minute now. Yep. Family show. Family show. Cecil. Cecil, yep. Okay. Uh, uh, as my mom says, he talked her into it. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> they made it at a, uh, another talking seal, and this is God's honest truth. This is the offspring. Offspring. Yes. Three generations of seals that talk through Cecil and Hoover. That's insane. Insane. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. But actuality. Truth. Truth. Speaking the truth, right? Speaking the truth. Um, good stuff. That's yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> That'll put you in therapy right there. Yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, what's the next move for you, Paul? The next move is um, we're going to do a book, a children's book. Yes, on, speak on, to that. On the, uh, on the uh, seal in the tub. And uh, this is off the heels of my dad's book, which is uh, Big Whale, Big City, um, that is based on Jerry the Whale, which is another famous uh, creature that there's a— the whale comes up in front of the Empire State Building, and it's an iconic shot that um, you know our friend Artie Rashless took on, and it's all based on Jerry Garcia. So he was a Deadhead fan. He's on the Ship of Fools. Who's the Deadhead fan? Uh, Artie. Oh, okay, yeah. Artie, yeah. not the whale. Yeah. <laughs> so so the whale came up, um, lightning in a bottle, in front of the Empire State Building. Uh, he took the picture, got in instead of uh, tagging it as they do with the Gotham whale number sequence, they ended up naming this whale Jerry the Whale. So it's Jerry after Jerry Garcia because uh, it's on the Ship of Fools and it was actually taken on Jerry Garcia's birthday. Now, and you had a big event down Pearl Street, right, with this or a signing? We had a book signing yeah. for, for my father's book. Um, a lot of people showed up. It was a, it was a rainy night. A um, lot of lo uh, friends, local friends. I had a great time. Uh, Paul Solano, huge help with um, promoting Gotham Whale and bringing events together. We had a comedy night over there at um, Pearl Street. Right. That's where the hat came from. That's where the hat came from. Yep. Uh, Paul Gilligan, uh, yep. Paul Tuag, and uh, Dave Russo were the comedians over there for that night. On a Sunday night, had a lot, uh, about 100 people show up, and um, very blessed. Now, where can, can people pick up the book? Is this something you're trying to get in the that, schools? That, or, or? That's something yeah. I'm trying to, um, yeah. trying to get into schools. It's... Um, what so age? What ages are we talking? It, it's about? Uh, it's a level two book. Okay. Uh, so it's kindergarten based, uh, right around that age. Uh, great story. It's about how whales are coming and want something to eat. So New York is like a like a mecca for restaurants. So my father plays along those lines, and it also gets educational. Yeah. 
Awesome. So a second one is in the work? Second one is in the work, which is the uh, seal in the bathtub. And then who knows if we're going to move on to the situate sea <laughs> monster. But, you know, there's, there's plenty of material. There's a there. lot of material there. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, this, is, this has been a treat, Paul. It's been great to have you on. I love being here. I love talking the stories. And, um, you know, there's a million of them. Come back again, I hope. I think I told you this before. Mm -hmm. um, I love the way you just just presented that, and it just had such a family theme to it. By the way, when you, towards the end of that, you showed all these wonderful family pictures. Um, We're very blessed to be able to uh, have a lot of experiences. Like um, I think I was telling you earlier about the collecting trips that I've done for the aquarium, gone and you know collected some of the fish that are in the exhibits. Yeah. Um, th that was a uh, privilege that I had to do that with my dad and a lot of friends and you know my family, my brother and all that. These experiences um, with going to see great white sharks. These are all things that, um, you know, are out there to do, and you just got to chase them. Tell people, what again, what they can do with the, so with, with the swag? With, with the swag, if you go out and you're wearing your Gotham Wheel logo and you take a picture in an obscure place, whether it's, um, you know, it could be the pyramids, it could be uh, on a boat somewhere, Martha's Vineyard, anywhere, anywhere, you know, in the desert. Just take a picture, send it to Gotham Whale, and say, we're showing our swag, and we do a Gotham Whale sighting. And it's like a n nice little catch to uh, market market the, the great logo that we have, which, you know, this is the, this is the um, New York skyline in here. So there's the Statue of Liberty and, you know, the, the tower. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. Paul, I can't thank you enough for coming down tonight. It's always a pleasure. Man, I'm so proud of you. This stuff is Thank awesome. You. God bless your dad and the work he does and everybody who's a part of this uh, this whole deal with trying to... Uh, it's not a humpback whales. It's dolphins and... It's it's and, it's anything in, in the ocean is uh, what we're trying to, you know, educate people on to understand what is happening in our waters, trying to do the right thing by, you know, like I said, the Clean Water Act back in the 70s brought in the the fact that we're not polluting it and it in that short span of time it's cleaned up and we're reaping the benefits and and seeing you know wildlife come back into it and the nutrients it's it's amazing good stuff god yeah. bless you paul god bless thank, thank you, you. For coming down malden that wraps up our show and i'd like to leave you with a quote from uh one of his dad's mentors mr jacques cousteau okay. of course filmmaker author oceanographer who said the sea the great unifier is man's only hope. Now, as never before, the old phrase has a literal meaning. We are all in the same boat. God bless you, Malden. We'll see you next month. Amen.